0: Radio. Good morning and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show, the program for people who love animals. I'm Marie Hewitt and I'm so glad you've tuned in this morning. I've got some great guests lined up for you today. First, for my listeners who are into scrapbooking, I found someone who has created a couple of do-it-yourself books. For pet owners to mark special events and milestones in the lives of their four-legged family members, it's Dolores said. author of This is My Doggy Life and This is My Kitty Life. Then later, Marianne Dell will be back to visit and share this month's list of must-read books for everyone who enjoys animal tales. You're really going to get a kick out of what both these ladies have to say, so don't go away. More Pet Place Radio is just ahead. Here on AM 1260. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on AM 1260. I'm Marie Hewlett, and joining us now is Dolores Hustad. Welcome, Dolores.
1: Thank you. Nice to be here. Oh, God, (laughs) I'm
0: glad you can be here. And if I understand correctly, you've created a couple of very cool books for pet owners that are similar to a child's baby book, right? Right. This is my kitty life, and this is my doggy life. Can you tell me a little about these two books?
1: Well, they're books that are like a um, memory book or a journal, maybe that you want to do on your pet's life.
0: Oh, okay. Uh,
1: There's places to write their exercise and that they do, the learning adventures, medical history, their favorite things. Okay. And places for photos and all the write down all the memories that you've had and the fun you've had for all the years with your pet.
0: So when they were born, you could add that date, and if you don't know, when they were adopted, and all the fun things that you do with your your pet from the moment you get them until the moment you have to say goodbye, which is kind of sad. makes me get (laughs) teary-eyed thinking about that.
1: (laughs) Yes, I have a little pause walking out of the book at the end, so it is a little sad, but that does happen.
0: Yeah, I know. So that's why
1: it's nice to have the book so you can look back on it when your pet was Alive and fun, and then you'll know, have all those memories forever.
0: Wow. And tell me a little bit about some of the the fun pages you have in there.
1: Well, for instance, my dog, Shadow, is five now, so when I wrote the book, he was still five, and I had to go back and do things, but I've got things where he does his exercising and the mornings when he goes for his morning walk every day. I've got adventures where he took off, and we took a ride on an airplane, and we took long car rides. I've written all those down. Um, Maybe his favorite toy, his favorite collar, what the color of his um, fur might be, his Maybe even a
0: lock of his fur. Mm -hmm. I know that uh, in in my kids' baby books, I have a lock of their baby hair in there, and it's it's so soft, and it's all gone now, because they're all grown up. Thank (laughs) you. But you have that for a memory, yeah, right? definitely. And so that would be so cool. You get a little lock of your pet's fur that you put in there and then maybe even get a paw print. Right. That I mean, I can envision this being a whole fun family activity that, that if you have kids, your kids would love to do it. You know, the, the sad thing is, you know, when a, when a baby loses a tooth, you can keep the tooth and put it under the pillow and all that good stuff. But... For some reason, when dogs and cats lose their teeth, the, the tooth fairies for dogs and cats are very efficient because you can never find those teeth.
1: I know, you never find <laughs> it, but you kind of know when they lost it, so you can write that in yeah, the book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: definitely. Take pictures. Oh, what a fun thing. First collar, first leash. Right. I, I, I mean, the possibilities are endless.
1: And their first or treats that they love and treats they don't like, and, and, and
0: maybe some crazy experiences that you have,
1: right? Or
0: maybe if your dog rescued somebody,
1: that's right. That <laughs> can go in there. <laughs>
0: or if they get any kind of news story about them, you could put the news clipping in. How fun! Uh-huh. And this, you know, with all the the tragedies that are going on in our country with weather and flooding and tornadoes and you name it. This is also an excellent book for keeping emergency records, for example, the medical history, the microchip number, the name of the veterinarian, and gosh, there's so many things you could add to that. So that way, if for some reason you're separated from your pet, uh, you can show officials this book that has all this great information in it, and that might give you a better chance of finding your pet later. Well,
1: that's true, and then you can have that microchip right in the book, in the number, and then also if you were to leave your pet for the sitter or somebody had to take care of your animal, all
0: that information
1: is there for them just to pull
0: up. It'll show what their personality is like, what they like to do, what they don't like to do. Uh In addition to being just a fun activity, it's a great resource. Yes, it is. Have you had any feedback so far from people who have purchased these two scrapbooks? I haven't
1: had some, the people that have filled it out love them. The ones that have bought them are crazy about it, but they haven't sent me any pictures of um, what their book looks like, you know, after they've completed or started putting things in it.
0: Yeah, and you know, the great thing about this is, I know for me, I can't remember what I had for breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) If I write something down about my pet that was special and I read it a year from now or five years from now, It'll be like reading something brand new, and it'll bring back a special memory that that my poor brain has trouble
1: (laughs) Well, that's right. We just forget as we get older. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Oh, Oh, don't remind me. (laughs) And these make excellent gifts, too.
1: Yes, they do.
0: I mean, what a unique and original thing to give to somebody who has pretty much everything. I know I always bang my head against the wall when I'm thinking about gifts to give to people who I know don't need anything, but this would be the perfect gift for people like that who are hard to buy for.
1: That's right, and there are a lot of those out there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Now, where are these books available? Are they just available on your website, or can you get them anywhere?
1: No, you can get them on Amazon.com. You can get them through Arthur House. You can get them through uh, Barnes & Noble. And then there's Facebook. um, They can go on Facebook and check it out there, and they can go on the official blog, which is www.posterous.com.
0: Okay. And does the book have its own website aside from the blog and Facebook?
1: You can just pull up This Is My Doggy Life, and it will pull up.
0: Oh, okay. So if you're doing an Internet search, just mm-hmm. type in this internet is my doggy search. life or this right. is my kitty life. Yeah. And that should get you to a good spot to find them.
1: Yeah, and then there's the website, um, www.doloresanimalmemories.com. Um,
0: okay.
1: And that will give them all kinds of information on the book also.
0: How much books. do the books sell for?
1: They're retailing for $19.95. Okay. And how many pages are they? There's 36 and 32 somewhere around there in the kitty book.
0: Okay. Are they
1: hardbound
0: or paperback?
1: They're paperback.
0: Okay. And they're
1: like the doggy book is like a bright blue or turquoise. The mm kitty book is yellow.
0: Okay. And Um, the
1: nice thing when you put pictures in, it doesn't get all bulky.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. So that's
1: why I like the softer cover.
0: Okay. And and what are the dimensions? I know if you don't have a lot of space you might want something a little bit on the smaller side or or you might prefer something big so that you have plenty of room to put in pictures and Yeah,
1: they're plenty t- they're eight and a half by eleven, I believe. Is oh, okay. that what the normal paper size yeah.
2: is?
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Mhm. Well, Dolores, this is just such a wonderful project. I think there are a lot of pet parents out there who would love to take on a project like this. So um Let's remind everybody one more time. You could get them at Amazon, and you can get them again at your website. And let's give that out one more time.
1: The website is DoloresAnimalMemories.com,
0: and they are what was the price again? They're
1: 19.95. Arthur House has them for 16.95, and then they, I think, you have to pay shipping on top of that. Okay. And so the prices vary, um, in you know. Who's got them up for a special?
0: So, for all the internet savvy people, look around and do a little research so you can find your best.
1: Right. And that, it's on <laughs> Twitter, it's on uh, Facebook. Okay. And yeah. All
0: right. And well. Author
1: House is the publisher, so they can also go on Author House. But my website will show them all the different things in the books. Excellent. Thank you so
0: much, Dolores. Thank this you, is Marie, a for a great calling. idea, and, and thanks for coming up with it. I think it's wonderful.
1: Thank you, and you have a great day.
0: Thank you. It's break time here on the Pet Place Radio Show, but don't go away. We'll be back in just a minute on AM
2: 1260.
0: Welcome back to the Pet Place Radio Show on AM 1260. I'm Marie Hewitt, and joining us now is our official Pet Place book reviewer, Marianne Dell. It's been a while, Mary Ann. It has. I think it's been a couple of months, Marie. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing all your latest book reviews.
2: Well, good. There's always so many good ones out there.
0: It's and hard
2: to pick and choose.
0: I bet it is. But you, I've, I've looked at your titles, and it looks like you've got some pretty fun books this time.
2: Yeah. None of these are particularly new. Um, but they're ones I haven't talked about before, and, you know, I don't think a book has to be new to warrant looking at.
0: Absolutely not. So thanks for bringing some of the oldie-but-goodies to, uh, right. to the table today. Well,
2: this first one is called 97 Ways to Make Your Dog Smile. <laughs> and uh, it's by Jenny Lang Ben, photos by Pat Doyle. And uh, it's just it's it's just a really cute little book. You know, the idea of making your dog smile is such a nice idea. They make us smile, and yeah. getting together with some with your dog and doing some of the things in the book that this book describes can just help create that wonderful bond that we wow. share with them.
0: So, is it actually 97 pages or photographs?
2: It's actually 97 pages with photos of dogs smiling <sighs> and with balls in their mouths. They got some really really cute pictures. Um, there's a, an Australian shepherd puppy who looks a lot like my Aussie, Jet Blue, mm-hmm. um, which is always cute.
0: And I think you're
2: a little biased, Marianne. Yeah, well, maybe just a little, but right across <laughs> from him is a Pekingese, and I also have one of those, uh-huh. and I suppose we all like what we like. like.
0: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but that's probably the beauty of that book, is you could find your favorite dogs
2: smile there's all kinds in here i'm Mm -hmm. looking at poodles italian greyhounds there's a jack russell on the cover a sweet older jack russell you can see the white in his face besides the white that's normally there i mean yeah
0: yeah
2: labs and rotties and a chow and a little rat terrier Just all kinds. King Charles Cavalier. Oh, okay. Every single, just about every single kind. I have to admit, I don't see a Tibetan Spaniel like my jitterbug. But then (laughs) they were probably even less well-known when this book was first published.
0: Okay.
2: So I'm looking to see when that was, 2003. Okay. So, but... uh, it's just, it's got some really cute ideas. A lot of them involve massage,
0: mm-hmm.
2: massaging your dog's body, um, what they call the pregame pep talk. It's one of those Pekingese pictures,
0: <laughs>
2: which is a shoulder massage designed uh-huh. to loosen muscles before a marathon ball or stick chasing. Uh-huh. Always a good idea. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And it's not just that they'll make your dog feel good, but, you know, anything we do... It makes our dogs feel good, usually makes us feel good.
0: Absolutely. And you know what? There's nothing like a dog smile. People sometimes tell me that dogs don't smile. But, you know, I've seen some incredible dog smiles over the years, and I know that it's really a grin, that they're happy, and and that is definitely a smile.
2: Oh, absolutely. And they can read smiles on our face. Really? You know, absolutely. Dogs can read facial expressions. Um Try just looking at your dog and frowning sometimes. Oh. If you try something different. Okay. And, uh, you know, you're not going to get the same reception as if you look at him and laugh.
0: Okay. Or okay. grin. They well, I know that uh, my Labradoodle, Lilla, when I laugh, she gets really excited and her tail starts wagging and she starts running around the house and, and she gets a big kick out of laughing. It's so funny.
2: It's true. Well, you know, when I first met Jitterbug, she was at the shelter. And um, she had a problem with her back, which, of course, we've discussed before, and couldn't use her back legs. And when the adoption coordinator put her on the ground, she dragged herself over to me, started wagging her tail, and opened her mouth in one of the biggest doggy grins I have ever seen. Uh, and there is no doubt about it, it was a grin.
0: That sealed the adoption right there. <laughs> yes, indeed it did. <laughs> <laughs> now, where can we find 97 Ways to Make Your Dog Smile?
2: Oh, goodness. Well, it's published by Workman. Mm-hmm. Um. And the list price is 7.95. I know I've I found it. All the books I review um, are always on Amazon. Okay. I always make sure they're there, so okay. that's a good place to start.
0: Excellent. And your next title I'm very curious about. It's called Pug Hill. Yes. <laughs> this intrigued me for two
2: reasons. The title, uh-huh. which I thought was really cute, and I love pugs. I I just have a soft place for what I call the smush faces. <laughs> <laughs> to to brachycephalic breeds. And I think a little part of me is drawn to them because I think really we've done such a bad thing to these
0: dogs. Oh, I we, know. They were wolves at one, one point in history, and now they're pugs. You know, and <laughs> do you know that originally pugs had regular muzzles? Oh,
2: that is interesting. I didn't know that. If you find older pictures of pugs, you'll see they have muzzles like normal dogs with normal mouth structure and now they look like
0: Pekinese. They just breed them to get more punched in and more punched in generation after generation. I know they did that with Persian cats too because Persian cats from way back had nice noses and now they have smushed in faces with eye problems and breathing problems and and it is kind of silly what we people are doing to animals so that
2: we make this
0: unusual look.
2: You know, and and it's yes, I admit, I think they're cute, but would I trade that for having normal breathing abilities? Absolutely.
0: Sure. Yeah. You know,
2: but um, but back to Pug Hill. <laughs> <laughs> it's about a woman named Hope McNeil, whose life really isn't going in concert with her name. Um, it's sort of a one of those girl meets dogs stories although she doesn't meet her own dog right away mm-hmm. um and to help her get through her day she's a she's a an art restorer in the Metrop- Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York mm. um Big, important job, but, uh, well, there, Fly had his two cents. (laughs) Big, big, important job, but she doesn't feel too important in it. Um, And her life is kind of a mess, as seems to often happen to women of a certain age, uh, which I'm happy to say I'm long past. (laughs) (laughs) But um, she finds some solace by going to this area of Central Park, called pug hill and it's called pug hill because all the pug owners take their dogs there You'll and fun. it's sort of the little pug dog park in new york
0: city is, is it is this the true story is it a real place
2: no you know i don't know if it's a real place um i know there are some areas in central park where people take their dogs there's a lot of areas in new york where people do off-leash
0: mm-hmm. uh
2: running of their dogs and i i think a lot of what happens in new york is there are areas that technically are supposed to be on leash only areas, but there's sort of understandings among the um. cities and the people who live there that the dog owners can have them from like six to eight AM. Oh,
0: okay. Something
2: okay. like that. But the pugs here in Pug Hill are there all the time. Mm-hmm. More on the weekends of course. But she often takes her lunch break and goes and sits there and She knows all the pugs, doesn't know their owners. Does this sound familiar to dog people? But knows the dogs. And talks to them and interacts with them and really wants a pug of her own, but she thinks her life is just way too out of whack for her to ever have a dog.
0: Uh-huh. Which
2: I like at least she's responsible. Sure. If we want to talk about lessons. Mhm. Too many people run out there and get a dog and then we get the phone calls 6 months a year or less later. Oh, I just don't have time for this. I yeah. didn't realize it would be that much work.
0: Mhm.
2: Um, but her life kind of falls to pieces when her dad calls her one day and asks her if she will give a speech at her parents 40th wedding anniversary
0: celebration the dreaded public speaking the
2: the dreaded public speaking done by someone who dreads public speaking more than anyone and she just (laughs) doesn't know what to do and this is sort of this is the crisis around which the book revolves and it's just a fun fun little read it's a cute little story Um, Nothing earth-shattering, but Mm -hmm. enjoyable, and I like the dogs that are interwoven through it and how she uses the dogs to help her kind of ground her life throughout everything that's happening to her.
0: Wow, sounds like a fun story. And and how much does this one
2: cost? This one's $14, and the author is Allison Pace, and it's published by Penguin.
0: Okay. Also
2: available on Amazon.
0: Now, your last book of the day is called, and I love this title, <laughs> Good Dog it. Keeping.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is by Diane Morgan, Publishers TFH, and it's sixteen ninety five. although I did see it for much less on Amazon. Okay. Um, and this is, I didn't see this book when it was published in earlier this, oh gosh, I think it was published in 2005. Okay. Um, a friend of mine was actually at, one of the many, unfortunately, bookstores that are closing these days. Oh,
0: yeah.
2: And saw it, and it was on sale for some ridiculous price, a buck or two, and she said, well, I'll take a chance that Marianne doesn't have this one.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I actually didn't, and I find, you know, going back to what we were talking about just a few minutes ago, people who don't do their research before they get a dog, this is really a great book for someone who's not had a dog and is thinking about getting one. Uh, Morgan covers everything from how to choose the right dog to you to exercise, first aid, disaster preparedness, uh, dog sports, and she's got some little pull-out boxes um, about different things that some things I hadn't known. The one that just fascinated me, Mm -hmm. living like all us dog people do in a house where you wouldn't know what to do if it wasn't covered with dog hair. (laughs) She, she, talk, she says if you take some fabric softer and mix it with water and spray it on the rug or even spray it up toward the ceiling, it'll loosen all the dog hair that's flying around and you'll be able to pick up even more in your vacuum. Oh, wow. I that's don't know so if crazy. my vacuum could handle even more, but <laughs> I love the idea. I think that's great.
0: Or I wonder, you could just wear black clothes and roll around on your carpet and then you'd get it all.
2: Well, there you go. There's that. <laughs> um, except, lucky me, I run the gamut. I have dogs of all shades. I would have to wear tweed, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> not a <bad> show. <laughs> oh, boy. And one of the other things I really like about this book is written just when the issue was, I think, starting to come to the fore in this country, she, talks about a whole, she has a whole appendix at the back of the book about breed-specific legislation. Oh. And talks about it not just in the U.S., but in different countries. Uh-huh. what uh, policies are throughout the world. And goes into some talk about, you know, what you can do if you feel it's an issue, um, if you're opposed to it, who you can write to, how you should couch what you say, um, and talks about how it really isn't the breed. It's the responsibility of whoever owns a dog Absolutely. to make it a good canine citizen.
0: And that's what we try and tell everybody all the time on The Pet Place mm-hmm. is don't blame the breed. Dogs are all good if you uh, socialize them and train them and give them all the love that they need. It's when you stick them out in the backyard all day and don't give them any kind of interaction that you end up having a potential time bomb on your hand.
2: Absolutely. And it doesn't matter whether it's a Rottweiler or a Pit Bull, two of everyone who's in favor of breed-specific legislation's favorite targets, Mm -hmm. or a Shih Tzu or a Cocker Spaniel or... A Bichon
0: Frise. Well, when I was a little girl, I had a paper out, and there was one particular chihuahua that was always, always <laughs> loose. And I would ride my bike as fast as I could right up to, to the porch so that I could throw the paper on the porch because I always porched my papers. And that dog would hear me, and it was on the moment the paper touched the ground, he would be chasing me. And there was one time that he finally got me, oh, and his owner was so upset. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't know he'd bite. And <laughs> I was
2: oh, looking at her like, really? <laughs> it, it is amazing how heavy the blinders some people wear. Can yeah. Be. <laughs> but
0: that was a Chihuahua. The big dogs, I never had a problem with.
2: Yeah, and and one of the breeds I see the most issues with, and I think, unfortunately, it's probably why so many of them end up in our shelters, is chihuahuas. Mm, Yeah. You know, people take this little dog and say, Oh, it's so cute, we'll just keep it in the bedroom. And we'll put it on potty pads, and we won't even care if it goes to the bathroom in the house because it's so little. Uh Uh-huh. And the poor dogs never get socialized. They never get exposed to other dogs. The first time they see a dog, even if it's just a dachshund to some chihuahuas, it can look like a giant. Uh Uh-huh. And they act inappropriately and rudely. And people don't understand why, and they think
0: it's the dog's fault. Yeah, it just drives me nuts. Mm -hmm. Well, where can somebody get good dog keeping? I know you can go to Amazon. Is that pretty much you could go to any bookstore or online? I would think so.
2: Okay. I I would think so. Um, I did find it online just by looking up the title. And I know it is available on Amazon, and they have some pretty good deals. So.
0: Well, these were all great titles today, and I'm so glad you were able to review them for us. Thanks, Marianne. Me too. Thanks, Marie. It's time now for our final break of the morning, but we'll be back with Pet Place news in just a minute. So please stay tuned to the Pet Place Radio Show here on AM 1260. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewlett, and it's time for Pet Place news and events. If you don't have any plans today, you might want to pack up the family and head on up to Big Bear's Moon Ridge Animal Park for an old-time bear country fair. It'll be held both in and outside of the zoo with activities set up in the Bear Mountain Parking lot. The free festival will include fun carnival games like Panning for Gold and a lot of old favorites. For those of you into arts and crafts, there will be antique crafts, vendors, artists, and of course some delicious food. Miss Big Bear and her court of princesses will be on hand to say hi and maybe even pose for pictures and sign autographs. And of course you won't want to miss live demonstrations and entertainment throughout the day. When you're ready to say hi to some animal friends, you can walk across the street and, for regular admission, enter the Moonridge Animal Park to visit the zoo and find more activities, local artisans, and more craft vendors. And that's not all. Enjoy tasty Mexican food from the Azteca Grill, see live animal presentations, hear John Threehawk's animal stories, and attend the popular 3 p.m. animal feeding tour. If you leave now, you'll have plenty of time to enjoy the festivities. For more information, visit www.moonridgezoo.org. That's all for me today. Remember, pets made love and a home too. We'll be back next weekend here on AM 1260. I'm Marie Hewlett. Please stay new to your pets and have a wonderful day.